Hey everybody, and welcome to the takes it took. I will be your host for today, uh, and I am already umming, so that's pretty sick. But I am Miles Trees, uh, and uh, and uh, with me uh, is uh, everybody ums. It's okay. <laughs> everybody ums. Everybody ums. My name's Stefan Fonseca. Welcome to my um seminar. I'm gonna be teaching you all how to not say um. Mariah, what's I'm your Mariah. name? I'm Mariah. I'm just here for a good time. You know, try not to say too many ums as well. I'm here for an um time, not a <laughs> not a num time. Not a num time. No eating on this podcast. Well, hey man, look on the bright side. Mm-hmm. What do we do here? We talk about movies. Talk about movies. What is a movie? Uh, so you know what a picture is? Okay. Imagine that, but like a lot. Okay, so like an art gallery? Yes. yes. Yeah, but like every time you look at it, like it changes mm. to slightly different. I don't follow, but um, well, I'll go with it. You know what? This is actually... Oh, I is this, a, is this like, a motion picture? This is actually a, a great... Unknowingly, this is a great yeah. segue into the movie Paranorman. You, yeah. Being yeah. stop motion, it is just a bunch of pictures. Yeah, you're right. Like more true. so yeah. than most movies. Yeah. So look how smart we are. Look at that. Um, My question. The is, unfortunate thing is, we normally have a bit that we do before that, but I was gonna we say we do have a bit. So okay. We the segue. The segue was good. However, we'll put a pause on that beautiful segue, and we're gonna hit the trolley lever to run over five people instead of one yeah <laughs> i'll come back what movies have you watched recently have you seen a movie i have seen movies i'll admit they are garbage movies that i've seen recently i okay. was looking on my letterbox and it was letter what is it, is it, letterboxd is it morbius it was morbius is it morbius then the 2008 or 9 film g-force followed by cats and dogs you're watching so you know, you're watching banger after mm -hmm. banger. I'm and you go to uh, grad school. <laughs> yes, for it is film. <laughs> yeah, directing. You know what? How would you go about directing guinea pigs? <laughs> I wouldn't. All right. Well, you we lost are, the job. Yeah, you lost the job. You passed. You're gonna be the fool who passed on G Force. God. Sad. I'm okay with that. Wasn't it a really good box office? Yeah. It had a good oh, box yeah. office. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, it rocked. Oh. It rocked? Okay, I did hear Nicholas that correctly. Cage is in it? He's in yeah. The Rock? Sam Rockwell. Sam Rock. There's a lot of rocks. Is The Rock in it? No. Ah. He would have made a great guinea pig, though. <laughs> oh, man. He'd be like a football-sized guinea pig. Yo. And he'd be firm like John one, too. John Favreau. That guy. Steve Buscemi. Oh, Buscemi's eyes. Penelope Cruz? I have no idea. No, I have not um, seen G-Force. Right, you, you know what? Lived, we so. watch Cats and Dogs because... <laughs> I have seen Cats and Dogs. Because it good. brings back childhood. And then mm -hmm. the next night, I was like, you know, it would be a really good kind of double feature for this. Yeah, follow-up. G-Force. G-Force. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Miles. Yeah. You seen any movies? Okay. I have... It's going to be hard to follow up after Cats and Dogs and G-Force, but oh, let's see what you You're going to have oh. to go on stage and perform anyways. I can fucking do it. Because last night, I watched the three-hour magnum opus RRR. 
Oh, oh man, I've nice. been intending to watch that. Yeah. It is so goddamn long. <sighs> it feels so goddamn long. But I was with it a hundred percent of the man, way. Man, that's that's exactly what I want to hear. It is. <sighs> it's so. I want to. It's, I wanna it's see just it. Bollywood. It's yeah. like it does everything that you want it to do. The action scenes are amazing, and they dance. And they dance. It's like musical, right? Yeah, they, they have got... like at least two dance numbers. Oh man, I've yeah. seen many clips in for like a lot of fun. for it's folks so at home. Fun. Triple R is a. Is it Bollywood or is it? No, it's... It's Tollywood? Yeah. Oh. One of those. I, um, um, but it's, it's just over the top. It's a, like... Let me... Describe a scene, Miles. Describe okay. a scene for us. Let me... Let me get in the headspace. All right. I gotta... The problem is I gotta pick a scene. And there's like so many to choose from. I'm on a plane. <laughs> Open it up. Okay. Miles, in the headspace. There's, there's a guy knocking on the floor. <laughs> He's knocking... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I want to explain the motion Miles is doing with his hand right now. He's knocking. He's knocking yeah. very aggressively. That's the that's the little beat he does. Yeah, he's knocking. And his friend, who is like kind of in a hot box, uh, like Django's Unchanged okay. style, okay, is knocking against the wall to <laughs> get his attention. So they're like knocking at each other, and then he gets to his friend and it's like a metal grate on the floor and he just fucking grabs it okay. and rips As it man off does. with all of his might and then his friend whose legs are broken like, <laughs> jumps onto his shoulders and then they beat up a bunch of British colonists right okay while like Fuck stacked up I'm kidding tiki oh. style and he's got two guns the top guy, and he's shooting people and then lowering the guns so that the bottom guy can, like, <sighs> cock the guns because they're bolt action. Right. So it's like, bah, bah, and then he lowers it so his best buddy, his That's best fun. friend in, in the whole world can cock the guns. And then they're doing crazy flips and shit. It's so good. Sounds like you played a video game last night, Miles. It does. And I can't wait to do the same. What movie have you watched? That Man, isn't, what? It's not going to be as good as Cats, Cats and Dogs. dogs. Or RRR. But you can try. You know, I've seen a lot of movies, and I was debating in my head what movie I want to talk about. I'll go with this one because it kind of gives us a leeway into our, our subject. But I watched a movie last night called Mad God. It's a stop-motion film. Um, it's a stop-motion film directed and produced almost entirely by this man named Phil Tippett. Yeah. And uh, he was renowned for doing a lot of stop-motion stuff in Hollywood movies like RoboCop. hey we talk about RoboCop? RoboCop. Have he also did stop motion Star Wars movies. He did the AT-ATs. Oh. Um, and a lot of things like that. And then he wanted to make this movie, which is a passion project of his. And it was around the time he was working on Jurassic Park. And he did stop was, motion for Jurassic Park. I was just Park. about to ask if he did Jurassic Park. And then when he had done stop motion for Jurassic Park, they said, actually, the CG we're able to do is better than what you've provided us. Yeah. So we're going to go with that instead. And to which he said, oh. There's no room in the world for my art anymore, so I'm going to give up on this. And so he gave up on it for, like, 30 years. I think he, like, kind of went back to it here and there. But eventually, you know, like, 10 years ago, some uh, colleagues and, like, students or people of his convinced him to do it again. So he did a... He did a uh, 
Kickstarter. That's the word I'm looking for. He did a Kickstarter. He got money for it. He built it back up. I'm talking louder as gestured by the composer, by the conductor. I'm talking louder. But he, he, he got the money. He finally got to be able to make his passion project and it released. And it's a very kooky, wild. <laughs> I'm crescendoing. Wow. Backseat driver over here. Just I can never be good enough. I'm sorry. You know? I'm sorry. Uh, I want louder, out. but also at the same speed, but also quieter. All right. Cut all that if you don't like it. But uh, I watched a stop motion well, movie about this guy. Hi, that's me. I do that now. You can cut it. Yeah. But I'm looking at her with animosity in my eyes. Okay. Wait. You want no. to do that again? No, no, it's fine. You don't want to give her animosity. Oh, animosity. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give her animosity eyes like for the next 24 hours. It's fine. Um, but just a quick review in case you don't want any of that bizarre stuff that I just said. Uh-huh. Um, stop motion movie. Took the guy like 30 years to make it. He made it. It's very strange. There's no dialogue. It does have live action elements. It would be... This isn't going to nail home with a lot of viewers. So I don't... You might want to cut this. But I would describe this being like playing a Dark Souls game. Where you don't try to learn the lore at all. So you're watching stuff and you're like, I know what's going on is probably very significant for the characters in the world, uh-huh. but I have no clue what's happening. Yeah. It's this bizarre thing that's happening. I'm like, hmm, I bet that's important. Anyways, that's how I keep going. Episodes, so it was, it was like kind of fun. Yeah. I don't do any of the lore. And um, go, um, okay. You know, the first game I tried, but we're going to video it's games. It's so hard. It's so hard. It you have to. You just have to try so hard. You have to look. You have to watch a thirty-minute essay on YouTube. And yeah. like Anyways, good movie. Speaking of stop motion. Stop motion. Let's hit that trolley brake again and go backwards. <laughs> wait, wait. And now let's pull it again so it runs over that one guy. And now we've mm-hmm. murdered everybody. Because but today. In a nonlinear fashion. In a nonlinear fashion. Kind of, i.e., so, uh, multi-layered universe. Multi-layered, multiverse. Multiverse. Movies. All right, let's do Anyway, <laughs> okay. What, what? Paranorman. Mm, yeah, we are. Um, Wait, what movie? I'm sorry? A, a Paranorman? Para, a pair of Normans? A pair of Normans is a my favorite of amount of Normans. Yeah, I need at least two Normans. Because with two Normans, you can stack them on top of each other and they can shoot people mm-hmm. yeah. on one another's shoulders. And they can also fight tigers and stuff. They can fight tigers. Paranorman. 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 Great stop motion movie by Laika, who had previously done Coraline. Uh, mm. Everyone's favorite stop motion movie. Because it's creepy. Yes. Um, but for the listeners... Do, do you know where Coraline was set? The, Coraline was set in Ashland, Oregon. Where we went to school. Where we went, where to, we school. went to school. We all met. And mm-hmm. I didn't do that movie... Because. So anyway, paranormal. So paranormal. <laughs> Miles. The plot. Tell me the plot right now. The plot. The plot. There's a there's, a. there's a. There's a schizophrenic kid. He sees people. He's dead. His dad gaslights him into thinking he's weird and dumb and stupid. And it turns out he's not dumb, weird, and stupid. Zombies come out because he didn't do this ritual he was supposed to do. Okay, stop, Mariah. Um, his uncle has to try to tell him that he uh, has to read from a book to stop the witch's curse from happening. But then his uncle dies, and so he has to pass the legacy on to Norman. And uh, then the bully shows up and kind of fucks everything up. And then it's just a crew of kids trying to stop zombies. But then they realize. Stop. Wait. <laughs> oh, okay. I got the gun to my. I got the gun. Head. I got the gun to my own head, guys. Uh, zombies come out of the ground and they start chasing them, and they're on the car and stuff. And then Casey Affleck goes, I. Uh, yeah. And then, and then they're driving around, they're running from the zombies, and then they have to go to the library to figure out what's wrong. 
Uh, and then it turns out the zombies are actually friendly, and that there's a bad witch that they got that they got they got to deal with. Because the witch was a little girl who was unjustly murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's angry about that, and she wants the people who made her suffer to also suffer. But now they realize the error of their ways, so Norman has to try to convince her. Mm-hmm. Hey, stop that. And there's no real bad guys. Everyone is just mm-hmm. kind of misunderstood. Misunderstood. Because she's weird and he's weird because he sees dead people, so they relate. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, day. good story for yeah. youth. Yeah, no one is inherently evil. No, just unless you're Hitler. <laughs> um, so surely, surely he could have been surely. raised good if you, you know. Surely, if, if you if you moved if you school. if you moved Hitler from when he was a little baby in Austria to a little baby in America, he probably wanted him been a bad man we probably have more kids named adolf yeah yeah oh little adolf running around we all have the capability to be an adolf weird and uh that is the story of paranorman yeah that's the story of paranorman that's the basic plot now if miles yes if you don't mind me button in here what Mm -hmm. pray tell is stop motion i am so glad you asked me what stop motion is Mm -hmm. because i know what it is good Okay. Oh, golly. Man, that would have sucked if we had done this whole episode not knowing what stop motion is. So, stop motion is the act of taking basically like little tiny guys. Mm -hmm. Legos, for instance. Mm -hmm. Take Legos. And then you take a picture of your little Lego guy doing a little... Say you want to like wave his little, little Lego hand. So you take a picture of him and then you move his little Lego hand oh so slightly. And then you take another picture. And then you move it again, oh so slightly. And you take another picture. And then you do that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And then when you put all those images back to back, you get motion. That's fantastic. Did you ever do stop motion as a kid? I did. I went on a field trip to a mu- like a children's museum in San Jose, mm-hmm. where I am from. And we got to do stop motion. So we made little clay figures and then, you know moving them around the mm. scene took pictures and it was fun i made mm. one about a bear mauling a man and then it ends up on top of a building and the bear is like chasing another like spaceman and then the spaceman gets him to jump off the building and then splat onto the floor mm. how wholesome how old yeah. were you uh i want to say seven all right yeah I did a little stop motion when I was younger with Transformers and Bionicles. I used my cousin's camcorder because I couldn't get a camera. That one's a shout out to you, mom. Wait, no, hold on. Let me redo that. That sounds like a bad, like, you don't buy me a camera kind of thing. That's not what I was going for. I meant, like, shout out to my mom because she's going to know what I'm talking about. Shout out to your mom for getting you Bionicles. Shout out to my mom for, you know, raising me. I, I tried getting into stop motion. With, like, yeah. Legos and stuff. Because I watched a lot of those Lego stop motion yeah. things growing up. Mm. Couldn't do it. I was bad. Yeah. I did a little bit of Lego stop motion for, like, school assignments. Mm. I would use that as an excuse. That's when I realized I was starting to get into filmmaking. Is when I would do videos and art projects as frequently yeah. as I could. Mm-hmm. As mm. uh, class assignments. And I remember doing one, I think, on different... Chinese dynasties or something like that. Okay. Uh, that's right. You talked about this. Yeah. The buildings like crumble and fall and they yeah, build up like, or something like that. Yeah, like little Lego buildings and they like build Ooh. up and then like fall down with like the different dynasties. And oh, stuff like that. nice. That is cool. No idea where it is now. It's probably lost to yeah. time, but... Lost to the... But, um, good old stop motion. 
Nice. Well, you know who also likes stop motion is Chris Butler and Sam Fell. Hell the yeah. Directors of Paranorman. Okay. Uh, Chris Butler was the guy who actually wrote Paranorman. All and right. he, when he was writing it, he kind of wanted to put himself into a movie based around kind of the what if stories that him and his grandma would kind of talk to each other about. And so that's kind of where Paranorman's, you know, connection with his grandma comes from is that's Chris's actual connection with his grandma. Aww. So he wanted to make a horror movie for kids kind of about how he viewed his town in this like weird, not really, I don't, I don't want to say like accurate. It's like just everything's a little warped. Right. I was going to say that was one thing I actually really enjoyed about the art style is that nothing is symmetrical. Yeah. At all? Yeah, so that's, they really wanted to kind of drive home, this world is how people see Norman. So we look at the world and we go, okay, everything's a little weird here. That's because in Paranorman, everyone views Norman as just a little weird. Right. That's cool. One of, I mean, one of the most prominent ones earlier on in the film that we were talking about while we were watching it was when the family's driving in the car, and the car... Goes up like around the father who is bigger because he's the so mother. much taller. And so it's just, mm. The car is just totally wonky. Yeah, in a, in a you know in a slightly Tim Burton esque kind of way. Right. Yeah, I I liked that everything is not symmetrical. The door frames, the faces, yeah. mm-hmm. the eyes. Yeah. Like yeah. And um, a part of that is because when they were figuring out the look of this movie, they did go to a lot of Tim Burton stuff. So they did look at some of Tim Burton's movies and go, okay, hmm. let's you know copy this, copy that, see what we like, see what we don't. Right. And right. when they were writing the script, Chris Butler says that he wanted to make a movie that is John Carpenter, Carpenter <laughs> meets John Hughes. All right, I see. They, they had a couple of Halloween references in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that makes sense. So he wanted references to multiple like horror movies. Yeah. The whole they thing. do the Friday the 13th. Yeah, Friday, they did yeah. Friday the 13th, Halloween. So, if you watch the movie again, you can see like, like half stuff, a billion yeah. different references to other horror movies. Yeah. So, they have the script. It's based on Chris's life growing up in you know, his, his town mm. in Massachusetts. And they have a budget of $6 million. Okay. Which is an okay amount of money. In stop motion land, what's that? Stop Motion Land actually requires less money okay. than really? Motion Picture Land. Yeah, hmm. by a bit. However, it does take a lot more time. Yes. So what you gain in profit, because you know things cost less, you lose in, in time. I guess that makes sense that it's cheaper. Cause... Yeah. So first things first when you're making a stop motion movie is you have to make your sets and your puppets right. and all that stuff. And when they're doing that, they need... Basically, like reference photos. So they get production designer Nelson Laurie to kind of go around Salem, Massachusetts, all these, all those places that kind of which trials happened in, and just take photos of literally everything, because they need to make the streets, the trash, the buildings, everything. So they took over four thousand photos of just everyday objects taken. At the height of Norman. So when they have the buildings, <laughs> he's getting on okay. his hands and knees 
to be at Norman's height <laughs> funny. to take pictures. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's so funny. that when they build these sets, no matter how you look at it, it looks like it's from Norman's point of view. Right. So they're taking all these photos, 4,000 of them, and they start making the 52 unique sets for Paranorman. And a lot of these sets are, because they can't change the set dressing. Once the set is yeah. dressed, it stays like that. Mm-hmm. So in the main town, it goes from like, you know, kind of normal to when the witch shows up and things right. are getting trashed. Yeah. So those are all different sets. Right. Um, so as they're making the sets, they start doing the character work for, you know, how they want Norman to look and how they want all these other characters to look. And they do something they have never done before. They make characters kind of thick. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thick? Very kind of thick. thick, like a milkshake, like a bowl of oatmeal. So un- unlike a Tim Burton, you did the pose and everything. Yeah. Um, unlike a Tim Burton movie where they're all like little sticks. Man, these people, they be, they be, they be double dump truck they, wide. They're so fucking thick. And you're like, well, but hold on. What about the characters in like Coraline? wet cement? Yeah. What cement, cement through a straw kind of thick. Cause Coraline had kind of fat characters yeah but if you look back at the characters in Coraline all their limbs are hella skinny Mm -hmm. so they'll Mm -hmm. have like fucking beer guts for days multiple fucking area codes kind of fatties yeah just extending multiple area codes codes. one biome here another different biome here but their their limbs are all hella skinny right so that's something that they wanted in Paranorman. They wanted just thick motherfuckers. The, the sister the is sister. really skinny up top. Yeah. Oh, hips. thicky. Thicky bottom. And then something I will say was like um, the fingers. Yeah. The fingers are really good. And then on some of the larger characters, mm-hmm. they had like their little fingers are... Like I, a little pudgy. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to get too descriptive because it might be me and... No, but, one you know, thing like that, little the, uh, little rolls and stuff, and you're like, yeah, whoa, the they got them really, really well. Yeah, I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Yeah, so all those little details take a long time to make. The construction of one puppet created from multiple different departments takes three to four months. Mm. So mm. that is the costumes for the puppet, the okay. hair for the puppet, creating the actual armature inside the puppet right all those different people it takes them three to four months working in tandem to make one puppet are they doing one at a time or are they working on multiple at the same time they're working at multiple at the same time but it still takes one puppet two to three months yeah yeah so it'll be like okay two three months for one puppet two to three months for another puppet they're working at the same time but like when Mm -hmm. it all equals out it's still it's still insane guess how many puppets there are for norman you know I was looking at, I had this thought when we were watching it, and I was looking at like some of the crowds, and it looked like there's a lot of puppets. There's, like, a, there's lot a lot of, of unique characters in like Wait, the town. Just for Norman. Just for Norman. Just for the just character oh, Norman. Okay, hold on. Guess how many puppets there are. I'm just. I'm I'm okay, that's a, a high number. Okay, 100. There's 28. So. <laughs> I was okay. like, 100 is pretty high. Yeah, I was like, like, I don't, I don't 28's far more than I would have thought, though. 28, okay, just but like 28 puppets, three to four months yeah. each to make. Hold on, yeah, let me, what's the math on that? 
Because I'm, I'm assuming there must be one puppet, you know, like puppets for different, when he looks different ways. Oh, yeah. I'm like trying to decide, like, remember, like, different variations in the film of when. So wait, 20, I'm stupid. 28, 28. different puppets. Three, three to four, four months. months. Okay, so let's do, let's like, Let's lowball it. Th- three months each. Three months each. Yeah. 28 times three. Who's faster? Stefan or Mariah's calculator? Go. 28 times 3 is a number. Months you... Divided by 12 equals 7 years. 7 years? If you're doing one at a time, yeah. back to back yeah. to back to back. Assuming you had like a small team. But... And okay. when I was guessing that money, I was thinking about like the face, not like the body. Oh, oh they, yeah. Did they have yeah, different heads the or was it just they, the mouth? Yeah, so for Norman, and I'll, I'll get into replacement versus mechanical theory for head oh, types okay. later. Mm. Um, I eat like right after these two things I say. <laughs> so Norman's interior his like actual armature his body mm-hmm. they have skeletons his skeleton essentially is 122 individual parts uh he stands that's at, wait how many bones are in the human body like you're asking the wrong crowd two, 16 what 16 no, it was 216 oh 216 how many take bones? this out if i'm wrong how many bones it's 206 two, bones. 206. Okay, yeah. that's Human body's got so, 206 bones. So you okay. got less bones in his... Less bones, but still a lot. 80 of them are metal components, and 78 of those 122 are in the head alone. Ooh. Ooh. And these... I mean, so Norman is 9 inches tall. So if you're a guy, that's like 11 inches. <sighs> I was, God damn it! I was gonna do same. I was gonna do something where I was like, oh, you know, nine inches. Whoa, that's too. That's monumental, dude. I think like four inches is tall enough. Like personally, in my book, yeah. I think four inches would get the job done. I think so too. Except for Please in this case, take that out. actually, <laughs> I am begging you. Please. I am begging you. Mariah, Please take that. Right. Then beg. I just did. Please. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. We can cut it right where Miles yeah. had the really funny joke and we can just move on. Yeah, from okay. It was a very right. solid delivery. All right. So nine inches is about as small as you can get these models before. It's just ridiculous to try to move them. But their heads mm-hmm. are like goddamn Swiss clocks in there yeah. with tiny little magnets that you have to use these like fucking surgical tools to move the pupils and stuff. And when it comes down to heads, there are two different kind of methods for animating faces. There mm-hmm. is the replacement method, which they use for Coraline, where you can take off the character's face with little magnets. They just mm-hmm. pop right off. And then you go into your little library and look for the O sound face, and then you find it and you put it back on. Very good. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and then you do that 24 times to get a second. Uh, Norman has 150 unique faces. That's okay. That's mm. what I was thinking when I was guessing the big number. Mm-hmm. I will say mm-hmm. that's more. In the okay. teeth brushing shot. And then I was alone. right. If I was right on the Okay. Okay. Yeah. You always win. <laughs> so that's not actually the, for the total amount of faces. The actual faces is in the thousands. Wow. 2,000 mm. faces for one character. 150 unique faces in the teeth brushing shot. <sighs> that oh shot where Norman God. is brushing his that teeth. That makes sense because his cheeks. That's 150 unique faces. Yeah. Wow. 
It took them one week of work to create one or two minutes of on-screen footage. Mm. When they were making Paranorman, they did have a huge leap in technology when it came to making the replacement faces. Okay. For Coraline, they were using 3D printers. Oh. But these 3D printers didn't print in color. Mm. So they had to hand paint all the faces in Coraline. Okay. And if any of Coraline's freckles were off by a millimeter, <laughs> it would show up on screen as a staticky moving freckle. You're right, yeah. So oh, yeah. for those 2,000 faces, they had to get each freckle exact. See, at that point, I would just say no freckles. Yeah. Yeah, so it came down to, they were like, oh, we want her to have, you know, 10 freckles. And they were like, no, we can't do that. Because each freckle is going to add a mm-hmm. week of work. So they gave her the minimal amount of freckles possible. Hmm. And that's kind of the theory they had for all of their characters, is we need to make these characters as plain as possible. Yeah. But when moving to Paranorman, they finally got colored 3D printers uh, that used kind of these powdery pigments. So they would have 3D modelers go in and make all the faces in a program. Right. All the expressions, the anger, happiness, all the sound faces. I don't know what they're called. I know there's like a Phonemes. Word. Phonemes. All the phonemes. Thank you, Stefan. Mm. For the character. And then they would print those faces out. And when they come out, they're extremely fragile because they're all kind of just powdery sugar cookie looking things yeah you eat them up real quick <laughs> oh man one thing i want to talk about some of the characters i don't know why i just want to eat them you want to eat don't them? they just look kind of like delectable like that you just want to like don't you want to just like chew on them a little fat kid like you know like they look like they'd be a good pastry like <laughs> you can crunch on them anything that looks like i would have a good time eating it gets like mm-hmm. a plus two who do you want to eat the most probably probably the fat kid yeah probably the fat kid yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just, like, Poor his little Neil. fingers. Just pop his head off and, and squeeze them. In your <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking Full about squeezing. <laughs> I don't like jelly fill. I'm thinking more like just a big fluffy kind of, like, cakey. Oh, okay. Anyways. Anyways. Anyway. So the process of these faces is you print them, and if you touch these things wrong, they crumble in your hands. <laughs> so you could, it's so easy to break them, but you have to sand them to get rid of the print lines. Right, And then you drop them in basically like adhesive glue vat where they can kind of, the glue can seep in and harden their face. And then you pop them out and you go, yay, the face is done. And then you write a little number on the back and you put them in a little box. And then you tell the face librarian, hey, this is labeled it, label it, nerd. And then when you're on set, you go, hey, nerd, we need face 372-1. And then they go back and they file through he's so dude you're like the guy from police academy <laughs> it's me it's me um and then they get the faces so that's replacement face there is also a different face which is mechanical uh, and they use this for all the zombies because they wanted oh. the kind of zombie flesh to seem really stretchy oh. and, and kind of rotten and stuff like that yeah and that is essentially in the back of their noggin you can pop it off and it's all the little gears that you Ooh. tweak Ooh. to like slightly move their jaw or slightly move their eye or eyebrow. Wow. And so those pieces have even more 
in the head. Are there like pictures and videos where you can see them doing this process? Uh, there are. So if you want to... So, I was going to say, this will be up on our Instagram if you want to see the pictures. We'll post this when that episode's released. Um, mm-hmm. So make sure you're following us at the takes it took. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see the, those kind of photos for reference as well alongside yeah. us. So when they were making the characters, each character kind of has their own little specialty. Norman had kind of really animatic hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see in the part where like he tries to part mm-hmm. and it yep. pops back into space. It looks like uh, the hair that the porcupine has and surfs up. Yeah, it Reg- does Reggie? look like that. How Reggie, do I remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So his hair is made of mostly goat hair. Oh. Some human hair. Not a lot, because human hair is surprisingly hard to work with when it comes to this kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, normal. I could understand how coarser hair would be better. Yeah. yeah. Just like, you know, fake fibers, nylon, yeah. stuff like that. All kind of mixed together. Kind of glued. They put like silicon in it to kind of make sure that it yeah. keeps in shape. Norman had, I want to say, and I want to say this because it's accurate, he had nine different wigs. Okay. All specialized to do kind of different things. Um, so there is a wig specifically for when he parts his hair and it yeah. pops mm. back up. There's a wig for when he's like in the forest and it has to interact with the branches and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Each wig takes about a week or two to make. Man. So I takes, would just, I'd get a paintbrush and call it good. You know, oh, just take, pop it take in the there. end of a paintbrush yeah. and just call it good. It actually is kind of like that, though. Yeah. Because... Basically, they're making these like little tubules of hair combined, mm. and then if you look at Norman's head without hair, it's just a bunch of slots that they then yeah. put these like basically paintbrush things into. You and that's how it it works. Um, so that was kind of his bodily specialty. Neil had a, a little special thing for his belly. Yeah, I knew it. Uh, they had to animate his stomach, kind of moving around. So they took the tuning bit off a guitar and put it in his stomach oh. so that when they would turn it, his stomach would move up or down. <laughs> and the animators worked really hard on making it look like he That's had a good. good... And when they first did the test shoots of it, they found it hysterical yeah. that they were finally able to do this. That's really cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. Miles, hmm. what is your body specialty? Bald. <laughs> I can, okay. My noggin can be used as a spotlight. That's good. What Stephen, did you what's yours? think I was going to say? Body specialty? Yeah. Lips. Because I can make noises. And they wibble around, they wobble, and they go... You can't see what I'm doing with oh, them. That's pretty cool. We can post a video of it. Post the video of my lips going... <laughs> that will not be on the Instagram. <laughs> okay. All right. No fun allowed. Mariah, specialty? Mariah, what's your specialty? My clacky knees. Clacky knees. Oh, man. She do be popping like a bag of popcorn. Yeah. Everything microwave. You know, when it, it's like, it's not when it's in the microwave, it's when you take it out of the microwave and oh, there's those stragglers those that yeah. are just popping. Pops. That's what it's like. Okay. Uh, and when you move the bag around, it's like, where were we? Where were we? We were talking about the little models, the little, yes, the little belly that goes up and yeah. down. Another little fun fact about these puppets is so they have to make a bunch of them because they break, because they're so small, mm. especially the hands. Mm. The hands they were marked were the first thing to break on any given puppet because the wires in them were so gosh darn small and hands move so gosh darn much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
you know, like just imagine this is like a nine foot or nine, not nine foot, nine inch <laughs> puppet. <laughs> They're getting bigger. They're getting <laughs> so big. Holy cow. A nine foot puppet. What? That would be. You would, why not just use people? Why are you using nine feet? That'd be terrifying. Imagine oh my a nine. God. A nine foot. What was the name of the jock guy? Mitch. Mitch. Imagine a nine foot Mitch with his massive upper body and his, his mass- tiny, his his tiny legs, legs. His legs would be like two feet of that. They yeah. have, I don't know why, but they have pictures oh, no. of his ass. Oh, okay. Huh. That he's in the towel. Be <laughs> so they, yeah, they modeled his little cheeks. Oh man, I want that job. <laughs> I want to be the cheek modeler. You want to be the Mitch cheek modeler? Mitch, no, just cheeks in general. Oh yeah. I know I'm like back of my hand. <laughs> so yeah, um, th- these little nine-inch models puppets had little tiny fingers that broke all the time. And now let's get on to actual production. Yeah. Yay. So of the fifty-two sets. It wasn't uncommon to have like up to 40 of them going at the same time. Mm. So you would have like four different Normans getting shot all at once. R.I.P. Yeah, rip, rip more <laughs> Norman. Norman. Getting shot up all the goddamn time. <laughs> Sad. Tristan Oliver, the cinematographer for this movie, okay. had to be at all of these stages. <laughs> To give first and last looks for any given frame. Okay. So he'd be on one set, look at the single frame that they're trying to get. Mm. Go, looks good. Bolt over to another set. Click. Yeah. Tell them their frame looks good. Bolt back over to that other set. Make sure that the shot they took looks good. Say, cool, move on to the next one. Go to a completely different set. Tell them their first shot looks good. He was just running around all the time. Oh, man. And this was allowed to happen because he remarked, one single frame can easily take half an hour for an animator to make. Ooh. So moving that puppet, one frame can take half an hour. So you, Mm. I mean, you would like show up, say this frame looks good, take the shot, looks good. See it in 30 minutes. Yeah. I'll be back to take a look at the next frame. Each set was going off a lot. You were going to say? I was going to ask something, but I didn't know if it would jump you ahead in your notes. Oh, go ahead. Something. I was going to ask about when they're actually animating mm-hmm. um, and how I'm assuming they must plot this out somehow. Um, because obviously anim- animating, you know, the, the, the rough thing with animating is it's like when you think about stop motion is obviously if you want a character to move faster, you got to move them more mm-hmm. per frame. And so really plotting out and thinking about the motion and the sort of rhythm of a character um, either before or as you're doing it. You know, I, I was just curious if you knew anything about that process and how they know if they, you know, they get the full scope of how the characters are going to move or if the animator is just good enough that they just know it's, as they're doing it. It is a bit of both. Okay. Because so the big difference between 2D animation and 3D animation mm-hmm. is you can't just move your keyframes. Right. Yeah, and that was the other thing. I was like, you know, you can't really go back. Yeah. You can't go back. So you, if they do figure out that they need to change something, they will go to post-production, the visual effects artists. Okay. And they'll be like, hey, like, can you fix this? I um, I oft- thought maybe they did oftentimes, that. Oftentimes, 
it would come down to like it we can kind of fix it but you probably should just reshoot it yeah but yeah so they did plan out the motion and they kind of knew you know how long each thing should take like this action should take three seconds to do right but it is up to the animators to do it and this is actually a great segue to the part i was going to talk about every scene every shot is only ever done by one person i guess that makes sense so each shot only one animator is allowed to touch it so if there's like five characters only one person's doing all five of those yes okay and I, I think that makes sense for like the continuity and yeah, because you don't want the, the same mind. People. Oh, yeah, did you do this? No, I did this. And no, yeah. I, no, don't do that. I did this mm-hmm. already. Yeah, and things like that. Because they they would hire the animators kind of for their specialties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they're like this shot is going to have kind of larger, quicker actions, we have an animator for that. If this is okay. a very like kind of minute facial change with like you know a very slight shoulder shrug. We have a different animator that does minor character motivation. So when they're doing all of that, the neat thing about stop motion is that post-production gets it immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they take a picture, and that picture is automatically sent to post-production. Hmm. Because post-production has to do... If you look at the models, the puppets, there's a crease kind of right where their eyes are where their lower face meets their upper face. Mm. Mm-hmm. And for every shot, post-production has to fix that. Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the post-production team was always like, there was no waiting for downloads. We are on the same internet network. We're doing the post-production work even before the shoots are finished. Uh, it was a rare opportunity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Neat. Yeah. So they were able to kind of make changes. They knew if things were going to work really quick. So, I mean, it's not as easy as, you know, going back and hitting the spleen tool to be at a different keyframe. Yeah. But you kind of know pretty quick whether or not things are going to work. Yeah. So that was one kind of cool thing that they were able to do. Were they doing that same kind of thing for, like, Coraline or? They were, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Coraline also had the same kind of stages of, like, instantly being able to give it to the post-production team. All right, cool. And I know one thing we've talked about before is the beautiful, beautiful go motion. Yes. That other movies have used. Paranorman is no stranger to this. Mm. They wanted to reference Sam Raimi's Evil Dead movies. Yes, yes. There was one shot specifically at the end that I thought Sam Raimi were. Um, it's really wide and it zooms into his ear and then she whispers into his ear. Mm-hmm. There's a shot in like the Evil Dead movies where he does that where it's just like this long, really sweeping take where it goes through the woods and over the water and like through a cabin. Like it's that kind of thing. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's like Sam Raimi. Yeah. So so they wanted a lot of, you know, they wanted to reference other horror movies. Right. So yeah, that makes they sense. They wanted to reference Evil Dead. A lo- uh, about 80% of Paranorman is motion control in some way. Okay. Having the camera. Yeah on like a basically a computer moving it as it's going along i was gonna ask you i'm sorry if i'm jumping ahead here like what they use for a camera do you know i do know miles he does know he's I, he's I got galaxy all. brain galaxy he just brain. He knows all they used so as you would expect they don't need to use film cameras right like right you know, movie cameras yeah they use a canon 5d mark ii dslr huh you know huh so for the people at home who don't understand what cameras are, that camera would cost you $1,500. Oh, 
which may sound like a lot, but for cameras, for like film, and for, for a, a professional feature fil- film, feature film camera, that is not bad at all. I mean, but then you then you got all the lenses and stuff too. Yeah. But as oh. a as a camera body, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Another stupid Stefan question I'm putting in here. I was looking at. I was wondering how they handled like focal length. Um, yeah, that was a And big they problem. did, like, focus pulls in a couple of shots. Mm-hmm. And I was curious if that was, like, post or if they actually did no, that they, in they camera. No, they did all that in camera. Okay, wow. Because a big problem is once you start getting to small scale, yeah. depth of field becomes right. really shallow. So they were very picky on the lenses they used. Okay. So they must have been, sure. like, shooting, like, aperture of, like, 22, 14. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. yeah. A reason they were able to do that is because they didn't use little tiny lights. They used full-sized panels to light little tiny people. Mm. So they were able to pump out insane amount of light so that they could get nice, sharp, crisp images. When it came down to kind of the post-production stuff, production, it took forever, but everything went relatively smoothly. Do you know how long production took as a whole? How long did it take to make Production... Start to finish took them two years, which isn't bad. I mean, for movies. Yeah. It takes it takes a while to make movies. It is interesting because it's such, it's such a different process because like we talked about earlier with them doing post as production was happening. Yeah. This is going to be a stupid question, but like, did they, were they working on like character design while they were recording all the lines? Mm-hmm. They yeah, just did that right. like right at the beginning. Yeah, I think yeah because they, like, yeah they need the lines thing. for because yeah the, like obviously they need yeah. the lines and stuff but I don't know if there was anything they that oh, they man. could be doing or if they like, yeah everything had to that they could be doing at the same time they did okay. so if they could figure out oh. some way to do multiple I'm, I mean I'm not ones. doubting their ambitions yeah. I was just curious like just thinking about that thinking about how you animate like lip sync I can't I don't know how, how? I don't know see I, you you would have to like plot that out somehow like how do you Honestly, dude, it, man, it I've tried to figure out how to do it, just like my own personal interest in it. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. My little pee brain. I understand it in yeah. like three D. You know, like I I remember for a while, for a while I messed with um, Source Filmmaker. Okay. Um, and that you know it's sort of like that where you you pick and pick phonemes. So phonemes are certain sounds that you make like like those. Yeah. Um, in your mouth makes a certain shape when you make those noises. Yeah. So you can just sort of change the mouth to make those noises for the sounds that you hear and in 3d it makes sense because you can like play it back and you can change it and you can go back and fix it and you can adjust the mouth and do things but like you can't really do that in stop motion so it's like how in the world yeah, they must like it boggles my, my mind my only guess is they and this is this is a guess but like they have the dialogue on like a fucking sheet that's cut into frames yeah that's what i was yeah that's what i'm like it must be plotted out somehow so like yeah they like okay we're on this frame and this is like the sound that the voice must be making because you know but it's i it boggles my mind how animators if any listeners have any info please email us are an animator at any level and know how to do it if if you can make it make sense to my little tiny pea brain please email us at the takes it took at gmail.com and explain it's me like I am five years old, though. I forget your yes, name. Yes, please. Like a little baby. I think it's Greg, Gregory something. I was telling Mariah this a, a long time ago. I tried to reach out to the storyboard artist who's done stuff for Leica. I think he did the storyboarding for Paranorman. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, how'd you do it? You know, how'd you get to where you are? You know, what would you study? You know, could you could you point me in a direction? Never got back to me. Oh. But, you know, 
get back to me now. Yeah. Come on a podcast, talk now. about it. Talk about the process, please. It makes, it, it makes it sound like you got beef with this I guy. I don't got beef with him. He's cool. I still follow him. He does if fun If you want to hire us, Leica, that would be sick. Yeah, that would be pretty neat. If you wanted to hire us to be, I don't know anything uh, about. I'm not in Portland anymore. I don't know anything about animation. I do know it visual effects. So if you want me to put, if you want me to do that. My boy's here. I did, when I was younger, I wanted to do modeling. And I had transformers and I got paint and stuff. And so I'd make it look like they were battle hardened. And I had a Dremel tool and I put little scars in them. So I made like Optimus Prime look like he was all beat up and like Yo. shot and stuff. That's a whole, that's a whole department. That's a whole, I still am interested in modeling. Stuff. Dude, like is like a, a, a wet dream for anyone who does like. <sighs> modeling stuff I, know. Like, I, I was interested i try again i try to reach out to like a tuna's there but you know they're big they're busy yeah. so whatever but yeah, you do like warhammer 40k stuff <sighs> i know that's a big thing in like the yeah. model or like gundams and stuff yeah this company would be your like fucking it dream. would be the dream you're just getting paid for doing that yeah like please email us that please like email please. us someone also while we're at it i just want to say like like a when we're talking about stop motion and like a Leica, I think, does it significantly better than almost any other yeah. like production company I've seen. Yeah. And I, I think it's just discipline, the process, something oh, about it. got it on lock. Like, What's I remember, the name of the production company that does like Wallace and Gromit and that stuff? Oh, oh I know the guys. That's Claymation, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, still, still stop Yeah, yeah, still still really good. Yeah. So I was thinking, because we watched the, the, the pirate, oh, shoot. Oh, oh, pirates! Um, I think it's just pirates! Yeah, it's just exclamation pirates. mark! The pirates. There's a like a longer. It's like subtitle. pirates, something of the sea or something. Because like that, that was like that was phenomenal. Yeah, but you you I know what's that. funny about them is because they can do stop motion digitally really well now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And i.e. the Lego movies. The Lego movie mm-hmm. is digital. It's not real. It's meant it meant to look real. Yeah. Um, but it's not. And so I remember like when I first like. Was seeing Leica stuff, yeah. I just sort of assumed it was digital because it looks very good. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of shots in Paranorman where I was thinking that has to be. No, they just did. Just, yeah, they but, just they did everything. But I knew that it wasn't. Yeah, the the smoothness and like the control of it all is yeah. like so phenomenal. There That's, there's some specific shots. I think it's at the very beginning where I believe it's a plastic bag just blowing in the wind along mm-hmm. the fence. Phenomenal, stunning, amazing. Yeah, it's crazy that they can do that kind of stuff. Again, my little pea brain just like, I look yeah. at it and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I'm really good at it. I it, It's not giving me the company. It's just telling me that Nick Park, I knew he was yeah. the guy who made Wallace and Gromit. It's just saying yeah. like, he just did it. Hold on. He's Nick Park Studios or something. Yeah, I wonder if good. Pirates was actual stop motion or if that was digital. Because, you know, Flushed Away? Yeah. That that was the same. Armin you know, Studios. That's what I was thinking. The same guy, Armin Studios, but that was digital. And normally they flushed away was digital. Oh, yeah. Remember? Oh, flushed away is so uh, good. Yeah. Pirates, Band of Misfits. Yes. Band of yes. Misfits. Band I, Misfits. That was stop motion. I, I cool. am 90% sure. Cool. Because we re- watched that a few months ago. Very funny. It was fun. I really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. You were having a howling time. Yeah. 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 It was stop motion. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I was just thinking about Tangent. Ardman Studios. I yeah. not remember the name. Um, yeah, so they've, and one of the reasons they're able to do stop motion so well at Leica is because when they've had the practice, they yes. did Coraline mm-hmm. and they are like a tight team. You know, it's not like a lot of movies where like, you know, there's the PAs changing every day mm-hmm. right. or, you know, once you finish the movie, that team is kind of gone. Maybe you keep the director and the cinematographer together, but other than that, 
it's all new people. This is a small company. I mean, they're not small. This is a company of people that stay there and they love doing the movies. They have a passion for it and they just they just keep pumping out yeah. quality and it, work. Yeah, and it shows in their yeah. quality. Yeah. Keep it up. Keep it up, Leica. Good job, Leica. Good job. Not that you need encouragement from us, per Leica, se. Leica, yeah. <laughs> named after Space Dog. Indeed, named after Space Dog. God bless. R.I.P. Space Dog, Leica. We miss you every day, Leica. Come back. <laughs> Come back to us. <laughs> little space pod. little space pod. Anyway. <laughs> Leica. $60 million to make it. No. Six. Paranorman. Six. <laughs> they took him $60 million to make Leica. Six million dollar budget. Six million. You said, right? Sixty. Sixty. Wait, I thought you said it was a six million dollar budget. I don't remember. I don't know. It's definitely six D. Okay. Six D. We'll find out. Damn. Yeah. It's weird to think how much money it, even for like other animation too, takes a lot of money. They're very expensive. I'm going to double check. It is 60 million for the budget. Six D. Damn. Why did I think it was like, okay, never mind. Whatever. That's the same. I'm looking right now. It's the same budget for every other movie. For like Coraline, for all the like yeah, stuff. Coraline, wow. Kuban's Two Strings, Boxer. Sixty they, million. They all have sixty million budget. I guess they know exactly how much it they takes. They know how yeah. much it takes to make a movie. And yeah. also, just just for like a reference, something like Frozen, that has a budget of hundred and fifty million. Oh, okay. Just Shit. so you know, just like comparing to like another animated film. You know, yeah. sixty million business. might seem like a lot, but it's actually a smaller number. Than yeah. So other things. You know. Oh, I take that back. Missing Link had a budget of one hundred and two. Oh, they jumped up. So they they jumped up for missing Missing Link, but the sets for Missing Link were insane. Yes. I haven't, I haven't were, seen it. I've seen one thing where they're on like a train, and it's got yeah. like a lot there's, of moving moving parts and stuff. There's one part when they're in Oregon, and you can see oh, like really? the giant redwoods. Ooh. It's Immaculate. But we're not talking about Missing Link. We're talking about Paranorman. $60 million budget came out with a box office of $107 million. So a little hmm. profit. Not as much as Coraline. Coraline made a little bit more money. I think I saw it in theaters. Paranorman. Paranorman? When it came out, yeah. My mom. I thought I hadn't seen it, and rewatching it, I was remembering the zombie on the car. I was remembering a lot of very specific things. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I have seen this before. But I think I must have watched it when it came out, and yeah. I hadn't seen it since, so I didn't really remember anything from it. Yeah, but that's that's pretty normal. I mean, it was a tight ship. They knew what they were doing, so not a, a huge amount of hiccups. Really, I just wanted to do this episode to talk about how cool stop motion is, stop motion. yeah, and like all neat. the effort that goes into making these models move. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just something I'm interested in. Anyway, yeah. what did you guys think of the movie? Really liked it. Yeah, let's actually talk about the movie now, scene by scene. Um, maybe not scene by scene, but I I did write some notes as I was watching it. Right, frame scene one by frame. Exterior. I will say Norman's there's... Norman's home, day. Um, there's <laughs> one bit in it that I thought was really funny that I really related to, which is where Norman Norman's uncle, I think when he's a when he's the ghost at that point and he's died, is like, swear to me, mm-hmm. you'll do it, swear to me. And Norman says, I can't swear. Like the <laughs> F word? <laughs> and I want to say that when I was little... And my parents told me I couldn't swear. I also thought it meant that. And so I'd have a friend say, you swear? And I'd be like, no, 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 I can't swear. I can't. But I'll promise, I'll pinky promise. Because I didn't understand that they were two different things. <laughs> I also relate to that part when he leaves the stall and he tells the bully, like, oh, that was... 
because I <laughs> suffer from the horrible disease that is IBS, and I shit my pants all the time. And I yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I I related to the part. I'm trying to think of what part to relate yeah, to. Yeah, I don't relate <laughs> to, started... to the part. I had the left hook, but I don't want to throw it in there. Neil. Oh. <laughs> oh yes, I related to Neil when he talked about getting his boobs punched because <laughs> yeah. that happened to me a little bit my in school. Pectorals. My pectorals got flipped in the halls. My boobs. Yeah. Yeah, that's one. I want to say that everybody treats Norman so horribly. Yeah. If I saw this kid who was talking to imaginary people, or at least, you know, I would perceive them as imaginary people, I would never be like, oh, what a weird... I'd be like, oh, hey, kid, do you need a friend? If if I saw this kid and it was, like, in the town and it was like, wow, yeah, he, like, sees people that aren't there, he talks to people, and I see his dad being rough on him, and then at the play... He falls and he's like, oh, the, you know, the, the tree told me everyone's talking to me. And then the dad's like, you failure. I would call child services. The dad I'd be like, is someone, such a dick. someone needs he's to like a, take care he of he does, He's He's such a horrible father where he's like, I didn't ask for this, to, like I, for my child to, yeah. to do this. And he just basically like, doesn't really love him. And then he saves the day and he's like, I'm proud of you. So I'm like, proud fuck of you. you. Yeah. You were not there for him at all no. until you realize like. The bully oh, really was there for him more than, than his, his father. Own father mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think speaks volumes. So that that really bothered me. That I feel like that yeah. is not very well written, in my opinion. Where the dad is mm. just an absolute just dick, kind. and then just hard one eighty. Yeah. There's no development. It just well, Norman happens. just sort of you know doesn't like get mad at him for you know, yeah no he, he just, just like, sort of gives him up. He's like thanks dad. I was like dude. Yeah. I, I mean you know what as a child who I will say though. Cop shooting joke? Oh, yeah. Yep. Hmm. Wow. Cop shooting at civilians joke. I wasn't ready for that one. Yeah. For those of you that who don't remember. Bug. Don't remember. Yeah, or always. or maybe... Well, if you haven't watched the movie and you're listening to this, shame on you. <laughs> I'm joking. No shame I'm on not. you. Unless you don't flush, then shame on you. A what? poo-poo joke. Um, there's a bit. I don't even remember. Like, what is the setup? Think, what is I happening? Think... The woman is trying to the shoot the zombie. The woman with the shotgun is trying to shoot the zombie. And then the police officers are like, no, don't shoot the zombies. No, they say, don't shoot the... She says specifically, do not shoot the civilians. That's our job. It's civilians. They specifically say civilians. And I was like, whoa. So, oh, I got to figure out, wait, when did Paranormal come out? 2012. 20? 13. 14. Um, 12. 12. So, August 17th, 2012. Cops were still we're shooting probably, civilians. Yeah. So, do you think this is aged... Like wine or like milk? Wine. Wine. Like a wine. 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 Delicious shooting civilians. It's gone past wine into vinegar. You know, I don't want to get too political, but yeah, age like wine. I, two favorite parts of the movie. Yes. Go. Both involving Mitch. Got it. Is when he kicks the zombie's head and in the background you can see the body reacting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's good. And then at the very end when he's like, oh, I'm gay. Yeah. He's like, you'd love to meet my boyfriend. Yeah. Funny bit. Yeah. And you and realize it's just, like, it's just, that's the whole reason he wasn't catching on the whole time. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Too dumb. What a wonderful gay Dor- character. Dorito. They don't, they Dorito don't body. He's just there. His, yeah, Dorito body. Dorito body. And then his tiny They're in the library legs. and they're reading and he's picking up the books and he's doing like reps he's with doing them reps. too. Yeah. Mitch was fun. Voiced by Casey Affleck. Mm-hmm. They had a very good cast. John a Goodman is the uncle. Cast. We, we guessed a good amount of them. Anna Kendrick is the sister. It's yeah, Anna, Anna Kendrick. Uh-huh. Cody um, Schmidt McPhee. As Norman. Casey Affleck. Yeah. As Mitch. I'm trying to look at the cast right now. Yeah, John Goodman. Jeff Garland. Mm-hmm. Chris, Christopher Mintz. Christopher yeah. Mintz. Classy. Yeah, yeah. 
Stefan asked me while we were watching if you had to cast the judge yeah. as like a real life actor, who would you cast? Or just like, I was just thinking like some of the characters, you know, like who, what actor do you think looks like that character? And I said, John Cleese. Oh, as the judge. I know that person. John. From Monty Python. Wait, Stefan. Okay. I said, what about you though? The judge? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not good at this. I'm trying to think who has like a long face. Nick Cage. Nick. Ooh. <laughs> Nick Cage is the judge. All right. He's also the mole in G-Force. Bring him back. Um, Bring him back. There's... Who's... Oh, Hugh... Hugh Grant? Hugh, Hugh Grant. Hugh, Hugh Laurie? Hugh Laurie. Yeah, this man. Oh, Hugh yeah, Laurie. no, I totally see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, sure. yes. Yep. That's a good one. Like, really old. Put him in makeup. Yeah. Make Hugh Laurie look old. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, good movie. I did really like the visuals for that final... "Quote unquote fight scene mm-hmm. with yeah. verbal, Aggie. yeah. Uh, the vi- yeah, I think the visuals were really great, and especially when he's telling her, "You're being a bully," and yeah. she's saying no, and she's slamming him violently into a tree, and he's bleeding. Yeah, yeah. I think that visual was very good. And she had this bit where her face for like a frame would be this really scary face, and it was like, she was like, it was like jump scaring me. And yeah, you'd be like, yeah. and I go, ha ha. Yeah. Please stop! You're being a bully. Stop being a nerd. You're being a bully, nerd. Oh, <laughs> you got shoved in the lockers. Oh, no. oh, you gonna cry about it? No, baby got executed as a <laughs> child. Wah, wah, wah. It, is, it is horrifying though when when she's finally herself and they're at the tree and she's like, "Is this where they bury me?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like she's like a nine year old little <laughs> yeah. girl. Who child. was murdered by this town? Little ghost. And then she ghost. just like, fades away. It's like, damn, that's. Moral of the story is try not to kill kids. Yeah, do your best not to kill kids. Don't create angry mobs and kill children. Don't go on a Mm -hmm. witch hunt. If you see a weirdo talking to himself in the streets, say hi. Give him a handshake. Give him a hug. Yeah. Oh, one thing I was going to say that... Unless you're in LA, in which case they might stab you. Yeah, don't give people hugs. One thing I was going to say was I was surprised that John Goodman's character as the uncle didn't come back after he he passed off the... The task to Norman. I thought he yeah. would pop up again at some mm. point, and he did not. And he, especially for yeah. a bigger name actor, I thought he'd make an appearance later on, but nope. He, he served his purpose. He moved on. I'd yep. deuce out of there. Anyway. You know what surprised me? Is how the, the unique cast of ghosts, when he's like walking down the street, mm-hmm. and you see like oh, a mafia right. guy yeah, 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 yeah. in the town, uh-huh. and like a. Okay, the lady like in the tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, what happened to her? I, I think it must have been an accident. Like, like yeah, that's just yeah. bizarre. Like, there's, just, the, there's Neil's dog who's cut in half that Neil plays with a little bit, which I thought was very sweet. I actually really mm-hmm. liked that scene. Did you? Yeah. Okay, weirdo. I like dead dogs. Weirdo. I'm trying to look up the parachute lady because she looked like she was from like. Oh, one of them looked like Amelia Earhart. That, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, parachute yeah, yeah. lady looked like Amelia Earhart. So, so I don't know if it's just that kind of like she's concept. She's just like stuck in that tree. Stuck so at tree. some point. Someone crashed or she Someone jumped out of a plane. Town, yeah. And she jumped out and was stabbed by a goddamn tree. Yeah. And then and it was stuck there. As yeah. a ghost, couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I uh, overall Yeah. Very fun movie. The credit song was Little Ghost by the White Stripes, which was a lot of fun. I like that mm-hmm, one a lot. Mm-hmm. That one threw me back to um, about 2006 and my dad's old truck playing that album, so that was very fun for me personally. But yeah. Really enjoyed it. Who would you rate it? I'm gonna let you go first, Miles. Okay, I, I'm not gonna say what listener, but I did get flack 
from one of from one of our listeners on my rating system of RoboCop. Ooh. They said that RoboCop was not a four out of five; that it was like a two. Oh. Oh. Did you tell them they were wrong? <laughs> I tell them they uh, don't know anything. I just kind of went okay, <laughs> and so I'm gonna I'm gonna change my writing system up a little bit. Okay. I'm gonna give you one out of five on whether or not you should see this movie. One mm. being don't bother. Five being you absolutely need to see. I'm this gonna movie. do both. You know what? I'm also gonna do both. Do both. <laughs> hey, listener. Do, do what you thought. Eat and my then... ass. <laughs> whoever you are. Whoever you are. Whoever you are. I can do whatever I want. So I would say, per Norman, out of the watch this movie is a four. Out of five. Out of five. You should watch it. It's good. You will have a good time watching this movie. But if you don't see it, I'm not going to give you any flack for it. I'll probably tell you, you should watch this movie. I think you'd like it. But I'm not going to, like, rake you over the coals. Then, our classic rating system, mm. 1 out of 10. Mm. I'm going to give Pear Norman a 6.5 dogs cut in half. Ghost dogs cut in half. Six I'm not going to lie. That was going to be my rating system. I so now it. i got to find another one. Oh, oh damn. Find ah. All right. Well... You threw me off there because I, I was going to give the same around the same rating. So oh, I'm trying to decide if I, if I do the same one or if I try and change it just for the sake of difference. But um, as for what, like, I'd do like three out of five as in recommend, five. recommending to watch. Where it's like, yeah, it was, you know, it was good. It was enjoyable. Um, I mean, like in terms of Leica films, I don't know if that one stands out to me as much it's, as like, I, like say Kubo. I think Kubo, Kubo is, pretty is good. really good. Um, you know, that one would be a little higher for me. If I if you had to watch a Leica film, I'd be yeah. looking at that. Or of course, Coraline, you know. Um, so I'd say like three out of five. In terms of actual film, what I thought, yeah, I'm thinking either six or six and a half plump little fingers on plump a hand. Fingies. Plump little fingers on a hand. You know, four of them or whatever have been nibbled off by me okay actually i i do want to go back and change my one out of five to three because now that i think about it if i was gonna say to someone watch yeah. a like a movie it would probably be kubo and the two strings yeah i think i will give it a three out of five recommendation as well i'm gonna hop on the bandwagon there well, I the bandwagon's think... wheels getting a little wobbly it's mm-hmm. too much weight on it it's too much weight i think for our classic rating system i'm gonna i was i'm stuck between six and seven Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say that I'm stuck between six and seven. I'm not six and a half. You know what is great between six and seven? Is 6.5. <laughs> but I can't. But I can't tell if I want to do just a six. Oh, I see. Or a seven. Mm-hmm. So. See, that's why the, I had the same dilemma, and that's why I settled on six and a half. Because. Yeah. But I understand. So I think I'm going to go with six or seven tree costumes. Little tree costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic. With a little noose on it. Not yeah. Jiggly bellies. A little jiggly belly. A little guitar tuner based jiggly belly. Yeah. Or I just want to toss this one as as a um, honorable mention for rating systems. Yeah. Blank out of ten bullies just breaking it goddamn down. Ooh, breaking it down, with crumping it, crumping it up in the alley. That was his way of like flirting. Crumb oh and my god, it. my if, boy. Would I would I be successful in in courting if I break danced with the stanky? I just leg? walked up and I hit you with the I hit you with the putrid leg. <laughs> I hit you with the stinky zombie putrid leg. It just it fills the room. The wind takes it. People downwind go whoo wee, busting it down. 
A quirked up white boy. A quirked up white boy with the the downright decomposed putrid leg. It's so stanky. What was the question? Would that win your heart? (laughs) You already have. All right. Let a lesson be all of you. It doesn't matter how stinky your leg is. There's other ways. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's paranormal. That's good. Hey, we finished. We're all wrapped up here. This is the end of the podcast voice. Bye. This is this is the voice like a parent does when they come home to pick you up from the sleepover and they go, "Come on, let's go," and you go, "No," because I know our viewers just want to be here so bad that put, they're sad to hear us say it's time to go. Put your shoes on. It's work, grandma's. Put your shoes on. But don't worry, you'll see us next week. Well, in two weeks. You'll see us next week. Next week. So in two next weeks. weeks. Next week. Next week's next week. Talking about uh, talking about a movie called Bronson. This is a peculiar one. It's going to be a strange one. You Mother, talked about this on the Ocean's Eleven. I, yeah, I yeah. I don't really know why I picked these movies. They kind of happen sporadically. Um, I think this one's just peculiar. I'm going to talk about the actual guy the source materials on. Mother, I know you're listening to me. How are you? I hope you're doing well. This movie has Tom Hardy in it. I know you like Tom Hardy. So give this movie a watch. It is kind of weird. You're probably going to watch it and go, oh, but it's good. And we're going to talk about it. So you guys should watch it before we talk about it. Well, we have to watch it before we talk you about it. You two legally obligated have legally to watch it. Sign and you're probably going to have a fun time. Gun to my head watching it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Stephen's going to be dual akimbo, guns to both our heads. Uh-huh. Not moving, not blinking for the whole thing, like the film to make sure you guys don't look away. Mm-hmm. Like in Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange. Yep. That's the movie. They scratched his eye when they were filming that scene. <sighs> That's for another episode, though. That's, another, that's a whole different episode. All right. Is this episode. Love you guys. Over. So in the meantime, make sure you're following us on social media. You can find us, as always, on Twitter and Instagram at The Takes It Took. And if you have any comments or questions or suggestions for movies yeah. in the future you'd like us to watch, make sure you send us an email at mm-hmm. thetakesittook at gmail.com. Or there's a good chance who's ever listening probably knows us personally. Just, just text me. Text, yeah, text us. Text or call me. <laughs> Be sure to call a loved one. Tell them how much you love them. Tell them you're proud of them, even if they see ghosts. You never know when someone might come into their house and see all their things, i.e. me. We're robbing you next week. Grand larceny. It's happening. I'm going to burn your house down. Goodbye.